Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Two Men No Hope. I'm your host Daniel Say, and with me, as always, is Jamie Montman. Hello. That to me, that was really hard to say that intro as it's been like two weeks. It's like getting stuck. <clears throat> yeah, it's a strange one welcome for back. us. It's been two weeks yeah. for us, but only a couple of days for the listeners. Yeah, fucking weird, man. I was just saying that it feels like we're back at episode one again. But we've had some good stuff over the last two weeks. So we, whoever listens to us on um, Good Pods, we managed to get seventy-three out of a hundred on their charts for the comedy section, which I thought was fucking brilliant. So whoever listens to us on that, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Um, we've had a few people email in, so we're going to do. All three of them today, because obviously some of them wait in two weeks. Mm. So we're just going to get it done. And we've got a really good uh, musical band for the end of the show, which me and Jamie were really excited to, for you guys to hear it. So hopefully you'll stay for that as well. And while we're at the beginning of the thing, um, we get a lot of reviews in the emails, which we appreciate. But if you just get that, reviews on like spotify apple you know it really helps especially with like the good pods people doing like their five stars and that oh yeah, got yeah. Us on that chart so if you could just take a second to you know give us a couple stars we'd appreciate it we would appreciate it making top 100 in less than 15 episodes is like a big achievement really so we want to keep doing that and get it across all platforms yeah yeah for sure I think Good Pods is a little bit easier because I think it's like a new yeah, podcast thing. But, you know, a win's a win. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Ah, I feel myself there. So, Jamie, for all the people out there, Jamie's a bastard and was in Portugal for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> How was it? <laughs> it was good, man. It was hot. Very hot. There was forest fires everywhere. The only everywhere. win I have is that because you had stitches, you couldn't go in the swimming pool, so it made me feel a little bit better. <laughs> I was sitting, dangling my feet into the swimming pool like a fucking five-year-old. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was good. Uh, we spent a lot of time, which you don't normally do, actually in the villa, just relaxing around the pool and stuff. Normally, we go out and about and yeah, back and forth quite a lot, but we actually yeah, spent two quite weeks a lot of time. Quite a long time, you know what I mean? Huh? Two weeks is quite a long time. And if you were like there for a week, you'd want to get everything sort of in, wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. And because it was so hot, I was just like, I ain't doing nothing today. I'm just fucking laying here. I, one day I didn't move for nine hours, and I just, <laughs> just, I just lay there sipping water out of a sippy cup. Um, Jesus, a sippy cup? What the fuck? Where the hell did you get one of them? Well, it's like a sippy cup type thing. Do you know them like two uh, bottles with like the little sippy thing on the top? Oh, okay. Like sports balls. Yeah, so I was doing that. Uh, they one funny thing that happened, which I didn't. Re- I had a revelation like ho- halfway through the holiday when Charlotte's parents turned up. Um, they do like a diary in the villa, 
and the the oh, uncle like, and uh, auntie were there like the week before, so we were reading what they were doing during like their week. Right. And there was like, oh, we met up with this uh, these people, Andy and Stella from a couple of villas over. They made friends with them, and was like saying that they went to dinner with them. They spent six days of their like eleven days with this these people, yeah. And we were reading all about them going to like restaurants together, going having drinks together, and uh, all this shit. And they mentioned that they had a dog, yeah. In the thing, they kept mentioning this chocolate lab. Right. I was like, right. And then when Charlotte's dad turned up, he read it totally different to us. And it turns out Stella is the dog in it. And it's a, <laughs> oh, it's, a it's a like a gay guy by himself that they made friends with. And Stella was the dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> and I remember me and Charlotte were like standing there in like the local supermarket because there was like loads of English couples and that. And I was like, I wonder whether that's Andy and Stella. I wonder whether that's Andy and Stella. <laughs> Oh, mate, that would have been doing my head in. <laughs> Saying of that, though, like, my mum and uh, Jeff just got back from Lanzarote last week. Yeah. And I don't know why going on holiday makes people open up, because I went for a, took the dog for a walk, and mum was telling me about this guy, like, literally telling me everything about this guy. Like, mm. he was a fucking orphan, and he got left here, and he got left there, and then he got picked up by someone else. <laughs> I was like, mum, I don't even know this fucking guy. Why are you telling me this shit? Mm. Oh, well, he told us. And I'm like, on your holiday, you're in the real world now, mum. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Me and Charlotte have act- Bob. actively got up and left restaurants when people have tried made friends with us. <laughs> There's no need for it. I, you could be friendly, man. I don't want to know about your life story. You're never going to meet again. No, exactly. My mum does it all the time when they go on holiday. My dad hates speaking to people. And my mum's like, right, we're going to go and make friends with these these people. And then they'll spend like every evening of the holiday chatting to them and I'm just like yeah. I ain't got enough time yeah, to be that sociable same. he's so fucking socially awkward as well like he says the stupidest things mm. like apparently they made uh, friends with this woman and her, her kid when I say a kid she was like 30 and they said to Jeff oh do you cook or do anything for your wife and he was like nah that's a woman's job and I'm like you're a fucking <laughs> idiot you're sitting in a group of women and you say, no, that's, he's like, you're such a fucking tit. Like, seriously, like. So that was it then. They were gunning for him. Oh, and they were mate, like, oh, tomorrow fuck? you're coming down early before your wife and you're going to collect her breakfast for her and all this sort of stuff. And I'm like, Jeff, man, you fucking idiot. What is he doing? Oh, read the room, man. You know what I mean? Read the room. Even then, you shouldn't even be saying <laughs> shit like that anyway. No, you shouldn't. I no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wouldn't you think they were going to laugh or something. Definitely not. Charlotte would have my fucking balls. Anyone would nowadays. Even back then, they probably still would. I had another revelation as well on holiday that there's this local restaurant that they call the Chicken House, yeah? Right. And I discovered after 10 years of being with Charlotte that it's not even called the Chicken House. It's called fucking Piri Piri Paradise. (laughs) I was like, so you've lied to me for 10 years about this restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) How many times have you been there? Uh, before COVID, we were doing, we were trying to do like two times a year. Fucking hell, man! Because you only have to pay for the flights and, and um, what's it called, a uh, car to rent. Oh, you have to drive yourself to it. Yeah, you can get there without doing it, but it would be more difficult. Who was driving your shot? 
Charlotte predominantly most of the time. Yeah, I thought it would be, yeah. <laughs> I drove once, but she was like freaking out because she thinks that I get too close to the... Because it's on the wrong side of the car, as well as being on the wrong side of the road. Oh, fuck that. No, no. So she thinks I keep driving too close to the the wall and stuff on the other side. Because mm-hmm. uh, getting down from the villa is like a fucking big old track in it, like a fucking dodgy ass track. No, nah, man, I couldn't handle driving on the wrong side. Oh, one day, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about this. One day, I was driving up and a fucking Rottweiler come out of nowhere and started attacking the car. <laughs> started chewing the car. And Charlotte was like what? speeding off, yeah. And it was like hanging off the bumper at the back. <laughs> fucking hell, man. Seriously, was that in your insurance when you picked it up? <laughs> no, nah, luckily they didn't even check the car, innit? It was fucking... Because the, there was scratches all over it anyway. Oh, okay. You know, dog teeth in the bumper. Because <laughs> there was a basset hound, and then we were like... And they're like dopey looking dogs, innit? And I was like, oh, look yeah. at that. And then all of a sudden, it's mate, the Rottweiler, fucking rocked up. And I said, Charlotte, keep going. Because do you know when you just know it's going to attack you? When it's just, it looked at us, went dead silent, and then just yeah. darted towards us. I was like, bruv. Fucking hell. Get man. up the fucking road. <laughs> and then the next morning, she's like, do you want to go for a walk? I said, what, with that fucking dog in the area? I said, I'm not going nowhere. <laughs> not walking nowhere. You've already got seven stitches. You don't need another seven. Could you imagine me trying to run with stitches fucking... Uh, I still I ain't had them out. I just punching it. I still ain't had them out. Oh, tomorrow, isn't it? Tomorrow, yeah. Fucking, um... I went to a clinic out there. You should have seen me explaining what happened to a Portuguese doctor. <laughs> We're like, mate, it's not your fucking problem how I did it. Just take him out. <laughs> he was like, English funerals go ma- get crazy, yeah? And I was like, yes, mate. I said, uh... I said, it wasn't anything untoward. I literally fell on a fucking gin glass and it... <laughs> Yeah. And he just said that it's too soon. Yeah, they said they said where it is because of all the movement. He, they said that it needed another week, mm. which was a bummer for me because I thought I'd have a week where I could get in the pool, but obviously not. Yeah, you could have shrink wrapped yourself or something. Yeah, I was I was debating getting like a waterproof plaster, but I thought knowing my luck, it'll be infected. I'll be on an easy jet flight on the way back trying to stay alive. The smell. Everyone has to deal with the smell of your fucking backside. I'll be sitting there going like this. Just like... <laughs> right. So, like I said, we've got quite a few people emailed in. We've got one that's quite a quick one, so we're going to do that in the middle. <clears throat> but we've got this first gentleman. So I'm just trying to see if he said not to use his name. That. So, <clears throat> we've got Mark... Who uh, enjoyed our story about the lamp. By the way, the guy sent the email in about the lamp. We've had quite a lot of requests on on what you decided to do with it. So if you're hopefully keeping up with us, please email. (laughs) We're finding a lot of people are sending their initial email and not sending anything else. Yeah. So uh, just give us an update if you can. And and I still want a picture because I still want to see what it looked like. But um, he liked the episode anyway. And he says, uh, I'm a cleaner in my job in my old school. And I both hate it and can't afford anything. I both hate it and can't afford anything either. Has been humiliated because my old teachers are there knowing I amount to nothing. 
I'm thinking about going back to school and taking a bricklaying course and follow up on a college course I should have completed at 16. But leaving work at full-time education is a big decision, especially as my other half is six months pregnant. Would you take the risk? Jamie. No. No, I, I would, like, obviously, <clears throat> what I would do, yeah, I, like, I've been in that position, well, not that exact job, but I've been in a position where I'm doing the job I hate and I need to get out of it. Mm. And if doing a college course or something like that is going to help you, then there's, always, especially bricklaying, there's always, like, night classes or weekends. It might take you a bit longer, but I think you can't leave your job when you've got a baby on the way, you, try, you need to be responsible at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you don't imagine no, nothing either. What do you mean? The job's a job. Because he says that he thinks that he amounts to nothing. He's, he doesn't like the fact that his teachers uh, yeah, it's see humiliating. him amounting to nothing. Mate, it's humiliating them fucking teachers are still fucking there teaching the same old dickheads. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> My fucking teachers hated being in fucking school, you know what I mean? No, I agree, yeah. Leaving full-time would probably... Even though full-time education would be quicker, it's not the best thing to do, especially with now where jobs are quite hard to come by. Especially... To go into any trade, you're going to have to be doing apprenticeships and stuff at the beginning anyway. Then, If you get a college all. course... They're not going to let you go straight on site and start working on the houses. Do you know what I mean? No. So it's a long process. You just got to plan it out properly. Yeah, yeah. Sit down with your missus and work out how much because you have to pay for the course as well. So you'll work out how much it's going to cost and blah blah blah. But I'm sure she's supportive. You know what I mean? Because you're trying to make a better life for you and your family. I was so I wouldn't give up completely. Couple of, last year I was planning to go back and finish off my electrician's course and if I at the time had thought, like done what this guy was is thinking of doing and walked back in the house and said to Shire, oh, by the way, I've quit my job and I'm going to college next week, that would be divorce, do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well actually there's a guy at work that's doing it, well no, he's doing, he's going to uni so he's dropping down part time and I said to him I was like how are you going to pay for that and he's like oh there's a Scottish payment thing where I think he said the course is like 6,000 something and the government pay like almost three quarters of it and you've got to pay the rest of it that's good never thought about that yeah no so there's always ways to help you out and stuff like that but yeah he's going part time he's not giving up you know what I mean his job and that so I think yeah like nighttime courses especially for bricklaying there's got to be like nighttime courses that are oh 100% 100% be right you know what I mean so I would go down that route fucking get away from them teachers though man we had this um, we fucking tormented our teachers I can't remember if I said it before in a po- in an episode we had a maths teacher really gormless looking fucking guy <laughs> and uh, we used to put stuff in his tea <laughs> so we used to turn around and we put like fucking pencil shavings plant soil in his fucking tea fucking anything we could find man we put in this fucking and he'd fucking drink it as well he wouldn't even you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, fucking I, teachers man 
my, my, me as a like a student would be the reason I wouldn't teach. Oh, that's what I mean. Yeah, they're awful. Yeah, and kids get away with so much now as well. You're not allowed to do anything. Kids are the, you know, what I mean, that's why drug dealers use them because they yeah. can literally get away with anything they want. I I remember shouting at teachers, "Hit me then, hit me then," yeah. and nothing. Yeah, if you they, wanna... They'd just be looking at me, thinking, "This little cunt." <laughs> there was a guy in my class that um, saying this in fucking high school. We must have not been like you know. 15, 16, he had a fucking uh, Prince Albert. Really? The piercing from the end of his dick, yeah. yeah. And he um, he was talking about it, and the teacher was like, do not talk about things like that. And he goes, oh, do you want to see it? And he just like, whips his fucking dick out in front of his <laughs> fucking teacher. And then she, he just, all he did was get sent outside, because what can she do? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I want, There's nothing you can do. Because I, I was so naughty that the teachers just didn't want nothing to do with me. And then once I walked into a classroom and I got sent out for walking, opening the door wrong. <laughs> I went, I just slammed, <laughs> slammed the door open and then they were like, Jamie, what, well, get back out of there. And I just went, oh, <laughs> terrifying. Yeah. I don't know if it was the same in your school, because your school was up the road. Like, all the teachers were banging each other. Well, I, I knew of one. I didn't know of any else. Yeah, they're all banging each other. I remember leaving school and working in a petrol station, and the gym teacher and the music teacher came in, and they were like, hee, 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 like giggling and tickling each other as they went into the petrol station. I'm just standing there with a fucking smile like the Joker. And they just <laughs> went up to pay for their fuel, and I'm like, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and fucking, I can't remember his name, but his like, face went like white. And I'm like, what are you two up to then? <laughs> Dirty bastard. Yeah, <laughs> there's always but, the PE teachers. Isn't it? Yeah. Always oh, the yeah, PE yeah. teachers, the sporty ones. She was a bit funny looking as well. That music teacher, I can't remember her name. But yeah, no, we fucking tormented our fucking my uh, form tutor teachers, which was like where you went for registration and stuff like that. Yeah, um, it was. She was probably the oldest, but she she's probably dead now, which is terrible. But she was probably the oldest teacher in the world yeah she was like she must have been about 90 when i was in school <laughs> and she was a lovely woman but she just wouldn't say nothing to you so we used to just do whatever the fuck we wanted so then we decided to take it upon ourselves to see what we could take out of the room without her saying something <laughs> 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 so we took our speakers first from her computer we took the speakers and t- left them in the corridor then some of us took some chairs out. Then the following week, some of us took tables out. We're just walking past her, like heave holding the table out the fucking door, and she's not saying a fucking word to no one. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm thinking, like, when I look back at it, I'm like, why the fuck was we doing stuff? Well, like, who come up with that? Probably me. Oh, mate. We um we had this substitute uh, teacher. It was an African bloke. Nicest fucking bloke. Like everyone wanted him as a like. You beg your teacher to be off sick, so you got this. He used to keep like uh, packets of like Cadbury's chocolate fingers. Oh really? <laughs> and he used to come into the class and like you wouldn't learn. You know what I mean, he wouldn't teach you anything, and he would just sit there and just hand out chocolate fingers and that. But like, if you were being a dickhead, he'd be like, "Why do you do this? Why do you do this?" And we were like, "What?" And he's like, "I come and teach your class, and why do you do this? You mess about." And we're just like cracking up. Any, oh mate, I fucking missed. But I found out a few years after I left that he passed away. Oh really? Yeah, absolutely gutted, man. He was a fucking brilliant substitute teacher, and it's always the ones that don't teach you anything that are the best. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You always used to have like the better teachers that you just do nothing in their class, but yeah, it, it, it on, used man. to always be calmer. I found my uh, science teacher one year. She was she was the substitute teacher at first, and she mm. was trying to teach her my science class, which was like the third of the top classes, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, <coughs> she was physically sitting there crying, isn't it? Fucking <laughs> hell! <laughs> While we were all just absolutely going mental, <laughs> playing stuff on our phones, videoing each other fighting, doing all kinds of stuff in the room. We were, we were turning the Bunsen burner gas on and just leaving it on. <laughs> oh man, I fucking love Bunsen burners. I was thinking about it the other day. I d- yeah, let's see what I mean. Like, why would you continue? And she was like sitting that. there, just head in hands, screaming. Crying. I just remember looking at her thinking, what a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> She's having and a mental breakdown. She probably did. went to fucking therapy after that. <laughs> I remember we, um, I used to fucking hate drama. I absolutely hate it. But I always remember um, we had this drama teacher. She was like an alcoholic. <laughs> and she got fired because she was showing her vagina to like the some of the kids. Fuck. And obviously it was the fucking... The popular kids, wouldn't it? And I just thought myself, fucking lucky bastards. <laughs> 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 to be that age is some fucking... Some cougars showing her vagina to her. Bastards. <laughs> Can't remember her name, but yeah. Technically, it's paedophilia, Dad. <laughs> yeah, but not on my side. That's her to deal with. That's not for me to deal with. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> right, so... Yeah, look into into night classes and you know what I mean just make sure that you're both on the same page especially with her being pregnant you know you got like I said you're doing the best thing by trying to earn more money and sort of things for your family but you got to make sure that you're both doing the the right thing yeah yeah and get your mm-hmm. missus involved with it as well so she's uh knowing where you're at because if you're taking yeah, all yeah. that stress on yourself then it's, it's not going to bode well for you anyway in the future yeah, especially because like working and doing college, man, it's a lot to do. And then obviously you've got baby coming. Yeah, you're gonna be a very so, busy uh, man. Yeah, yeah, but man, keep at it. You know, what I mean, do the best for your family and and keep going. Hopefully, we'll hear from you in like a little while, and you're on the course, and you give us an update. See how things going. Yeah, definitely. But he also says, um, he's got a 16 year anniversary coming up. And uh, it says, do you know what I could do to make a rather uncomfortable whale, her own words, happy? So this is a difficult one because obviously we have no kids and I'm currently not in a long term. Well, I don't know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought um, if me and Jamie thought we would, what we would do for our partners and then you could sort of get your own ideas. And uh, what did you come up with, Jamie? I think, like, because obviously she's pregnant. If you do, like, a couple of nights stay in, like, a nice spa hotel, she can go and get, like, a facial or go, like, swimming. I know they're not allowed in hot tubs and stuff like that, but... Or steam rooms, but she could do, like, the spa treatment. Get a pedicure. Yeah, like the towel on your face thing. Yeah. I've never been... I've, I'm, I've never been to a... <laughs> A face, facial's a lot more involved than I thought. I had one in... I oh, yeah, you said about yeah. the one you weren't trying to breathe. <laughs> trying not to breathe. 
my experience was a would be a lot different but something that's just like a little bit of fuss for her and then find like a nice restaurant nearby and do like the full hog and then see if she's uh happy with that then she'll be happy with that and maybe buy some nice jewelry or something as well i think the spa thing's a good idea especially if she's calling herself a whale making herself feel like a pampered it's never a bad thing Exactly, if she's feeling uncomfortable, then anything to like ease her would be better than that. Aye. Oh, yeah, for sure. See, I cheated, <coughs> and uh, and I got some advice, and she she says not to, but you know who I got advice from. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we were saying, like, because obviously she's pregnant as well, she might just want, you know, a relaxing day. So, like, if I was with someone, and hopefully they'd be on the same page as me, like, cooking them a meal, and, like, giving them a bath, and then, like, watching, like, a, your favourite movie. Yeah. And just having a proper sort of, like, chill-out day. Yeah. Where she doesn't have to do anything. And obviously rumpy-pumpy in the evening. <laughs> Induce the birth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you, 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 she can't have any alcohol, but you can. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've come up with an agreement with Charlotte that if when Charlotte gets pregnant, um, I'm going to not drink for the six, uh, nine months. Oh, what? So, because she can't as well? Yeah. Can you imagine me, nine months with no drink? <laughs> yeah, because I'll be drink. I'm still fucking drinking on this podcast. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you, can, you can watch me drink. You can drink. You'll be having coke and you'll be like sip, putting stuff in there. <laughs> I'll be roofing myself. Just so I can feel the buzz. <laughs> Fucking hell. If you buy non-alcoholic beers, just to have the taste. I can't stand on non-alcoholic beers, man. They do my fucking head in. It reminds me of the um, Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, <laughs> you should try these uh, these non-alcoholic beers. And he's like, oh, what are they like? Are they, are they they What percentage are they? He goes, no, they're non-alcoholic. He's like, but it's a beer. <laughs> yeah, but there's no alcohol in it. I'm sorry, I don't understand what you're saying. You you want me to get beers? I can get you some beers. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, how many of them does it take to get fucked up? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love Jonah Hill. So, uh, yeah, like, um, it depends on money. I think my version was more, as well, because I have a lot of anxiety as well. Mine was more sort of like, you're staying in, making it romantic. Yeah, you know I mean, movie, dinner, and then yours is more of a weekend away, a bit more splashing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it depends on what she likes, man. Yeah, it depends on it's your relationship as well. Her, like, it? I know Charlotte would like a fuss in yeah. that way, but she knows that I would want to stay in the house. <laughs> so <laughs> she thinks that I, I can see it coming across from me that if I was to do what you said, Charlotte will think that I'm just doing what I want to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like, I hope that when I meet the future Mrs. Say, or Miss Say, whatever it is, she, uh, she thinks along the same lines. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. But, you know what I mean? I've never, like I said, I've never had, I've never been to a spa. I think it freaks me out to think people rubbing their hands on me. And, and what do you do about boners? Did we speak about this? We didn't speak about boners, no. 
That's my biggest fear. I, I, I wouldn't even, like, it was actually, when I had my treatment in Crete, it was actually cheaper for me because I had a voucher. It was cheaper for me to get a full body ma- massage rather than a facial. And the woman was trying to talk me into getting the full body, and I was like, nah, that ain't happening. Nah. Do you know what I mean? Boner. That's what happens, it's a boner. Doesn't matter who it is, it's a boner. Be in the dark with this yeah. little weird, like, Cretian woman. It was fuck it. It was weird as fuck. I w- I d- I, to yeah. be honest, I wouldn't like to go again, but if I have to. I don't know, because I've just started going on sunbeds, and I'm quite enjoying that, so maybe I'm thinking to myself, the next step is a spa. You never know. You might enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I will definitely get a boner, but yeah, I might enjoy it. <laughs> the, um, so thanks, Mark. We appreciate you emailing in. Hopefully you keep listening. And uh, and go for it, man. Get out there. Get them bucks. And uh, hopefully, you know, you have a, what's the word? An easy pregnancy. And your missus is, you know, goes in, it pops out, and everyone's happy. Oh, yeah. You don't want fucking you don't want like a 12 hours birth. of... Screw yeah. <laughs> but um let us know you have a boy or a girl keep us updated i'm sure the listeners will want to know if it is a boy i wouldn't be uh against you calling it jamie um oh that's my line man (laughs) right so next we have a dan oh yeah it's about time dan yeah we've got a dan messages in is that the first dan so I'm pretty sure, yeah, that's our first Dan, yeah. Apart from me, that turns up every week. <laughs> and uh, so he has a question he, he feels are slightly embarrassing, but we've been down this road before, and I just think it's funny. Um, so he wants to keep his name anonymous, but only his surname, so it's fine. So he says, I just started a new job around 10 weeks ago. I enjoy the place, and I enjoy the workforce banter. Well, there's going to be a bit more of that now. But... <laughs> They refer to me as David or Dave, but my name is is Daniel or Danny. (laughs) I have not corrected anyone as I found it awkward as their English is better than me. Have I left it too long? My boss calls me Dan at meetings, but no one pays attention. Should I just change my name to David? Thanks very much. (laughs) So I, I emailed him back and I told him about we worked with a gentleman named Jonathan. Yeah. And I, I didn't know that was his name because when I started, everyone called him Dave. Yeah. And it must have been about four or five months. I turned to him and I was like, is your name actually Dave? They made him a name tag. Yeah, I remember, yeah. And he goes, nah. yeah, he's like, nah, it's Jonathan. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I still called him Dave. That's what I get about. It's a common thing, isn't it? It is a common thing. Well, it didn't go as long as as many weeks as that. But when I, one of the new guys started in my place, we had a Brazilian team leader at the time who mm. never really could call you by your real name. He was like always calling you something else, yeah. And he introduced this guy as Gavin, yeah. So they were all calling him Gavin for a whole day. The guy that was training was calling him Gavin. His name was Kevin, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's close, isn't it? Sounds the same, Gavin. Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> and Kevin was debating whether to say anything to anyone as well. <laughs> I think when you English isn't your first language, you're, like, I am terrible with names. Yeah, like um, I, I so I call people by their jobs. So the air guy that works behind me, his name is Alia. 
But it just, uh, I feel like I'm not saying it right. Yeah. So I just call him the air guy. And then um, I called him Radic. But I heard the other day that someone called him Rado. Rado and I'm like, oh, I've been saying that wrong as well. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not too late because obviously your English isn't great. So, you know, it's understandable. Someone might have heard it wrong. But also working within a factory, which I'm assuming that's where you're working within. It's funny. So <laughs> even if you correct them, they're probably still going to call you Dave. Anyway, yeah, because I, I would say almost 100. percent Your name's de- going to yeah. be Dave there for the rest of your life. But yeah, yeah. Um, just correct them, and then it it'll be a joke for a little while, and then all of a sudden it, it'll be all forgotten about. Yeah, but the main thing is your line manager knows your real name, so it means you're still going to get paid. So, <laughs> I mean, because that's the worst thing is when your manager doesn't know your name. Mm. <laughs> it happens a lot like there's so many people in work that I don't know what their real names is like I I used to work quite closely with a guy that everyone else called Klaus and his name's Nathan isn't it but no one I only knew that because I was so close with him but those people only know him as Klaus <laughs> but it wasn't isn't that Rabbit guy didn't you say his you got his name wrong or something is it Rabbit yeah Rabbit well Rabbit I um, I wasn't sure I, did I talk about this on here? I wasn't sure yeah, I whether... You, yeah, to it, call him Rabbit. Or yeah, something. yeah, because I didn't know whether people he knew that people was calling him it. <laughs> oh, that was it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, But yeah, just go with it. Just go with it. Yeah. It's not... I mean, Dave is close enough, isn't it? I always... It makes like, me laugh because my middle name is David, so I'm both. It doesn't really work, you know what I mean? yeah. <laughs> Daddy, to avoid any confusion, I just call everyone or mate. I like, alright mate. Yeah, How do you mate? Fella. Then I don't have to say any names. Yeah. Or you. Yeah, no, I'm fucking I'm terrible with names. Absolutely terrible. I said to the guy I give a lift to, I'm like, if I don't know their name like you say I call him fella. Or like mate. And he goes, You call me that too, do you not know my name? And I'm like, sometimes I forget. <laughs> 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 so um yeah do you i mean it's not a massive deal it's not embarrassing i mean people do it all the time it's uh it happens especially where i work as well like you work is it noisy where you work no oh, okay mine's really noisy so you never get anyone's name yeah i mean the only, the sure only the thing Filipinos that i would be embarrassing it would be embarrassing for me if i was you is if uh you were answering the radio to that name <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> Dave Dave <laughs> over the right radio and you're answering then you're your own worst enemy <laughs> yeah you go in the next day and be like uh, this is just an announcement for anyone that has a radio my name is actually Daniel so could you please not call me David <laughs> sorry for any inconvenience have a good day oh mate <laughs> oh, speaking of radios our boss who's leaving is a big fat bastard he uh he actually answers his radio like he's a proper he goes like over and out copy oh really and he's like yeah he does all the fucking <laughs> like he's a fucking air coordinator for the fucking air force yeah. so. dickhead. Uh, yeah copy that scott yeah yeah copy that <laughs> dickhead. it'd be better if he was doing like a trucker what a donut yeah but um yeah as always let's know what you decide to do we always like hearing what the uh, conclusion is, but just enjoy it. 
know what I mean? It's less embarrassing if you laugh at it as well. Yeah, if you, you kind of I mean? play it off as a joke, then they can't use it against you, really. Well, it's not. You can't really use it against them anyway, can you? I mean... Yeah, but he's worrying about it. Isn't it? That's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, but like I said, they're gonna they're gonna give it to you anyway. <laughs> uh, it happened to me. Brilliant. I was on. The, I don't know. Did I tell you this before? When I was in on a previous Portugal trip with Shart's parents, um, Shart, we met up with Shart's parents' friends for one night. They were mm. like out because they have a villa out there as well. And we were out there in like some fucking fish restaurant, yeah. And I didn't realise yeah. that for the entire night, because I was drunk and stuff, they were calling me Ricky for the whole night, but I had no <laughs> no idea. <laughs> and then like we met up for a barbecue later in the week. And uh, they was like, why don't you tell us your name is Jamie? And I was like, what? They was like, we were calling you Ricky for the entire evening. <laughs> and I was answering to it and everything. But, yeah, I'm getting back to but I was so drunk. I was in an Irish bar. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Fucking hell. I had that when I was a paper boy. I uh, I got someone fired and took over their paper round. <laughs> and uh, I used to deliver papers near your house, like your mum's house. All right, yeah. And there was a woman there that called me the wrong name. And I just let her get on. She even gave me a Christmas card that had someone else's name in it. <laughs> but she's an old lady. I only saw her once a week. It's all right. Happens. Uh, right, so, sorry, I just got to check whether it said, oh yeah, please keep anonymous seat, that's why I always check, because I was going to say it out, um, I'm not very good with names. <laughs> You're not good with names? <laughs> no, like, thinking of a different name on the spot, because now I've seen his name, all I can think about is his name. Just call him Dave. <laughs> that's true. So we've got another day. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it doesn't even matter what his name is. He knows what his name is. Right. So he says, <clears throat> I've been with my partner for three years now, and she recently moved in six months ago. I get along with the in-laws and really enjoy their time, but her brother comes over twice a month, and he always stays even though he only lives an hour away. Which is outrageous. At first it was okay because I didn't realise... His, tis- his distaste for me. Sorry, that took, a, that took a look at me to say that word. When she's not... When she is not about, all he does is give me attitude and preaches on his latest way of life. Scientology. <laughs> we didn't speak about Scientology and our conspiracy theories, because that's what it is. Anyway. Which is eight weeks into... But it's totally enlightened by... If he's into Scientology, the reason he's not going home is because he can't fucking afford it. Yeah. He's had all their money over over. them. Yeah. Fucking bastards. In my mind, he's a (laughs) crackpot, freeloading, spoiled piece of shit. (laughs) I love my girlfriend and I don't want him to drive a wedge in our relationship. We have talked about him no longer staying every time he comes over. But I don't see his attitude towards me getting any better. What do you think is the best course of action in my position, short of killing him and dropping him in a lock? Ah, lock. This guy uh, wants to know, I say about, I live in Scotland. Uh, I stay in Fife, which is just above Edinburgh, just over the bridge. 
just for his information. You know what I mean? Don't turn off my door. And, uh, yeah. There is a quite a lot of locks, so that could be an option. <laughs> I certainly would. I'd throw him in the lock, the little fucker. Fucking science. Well, it doesn't matter because in a few weeks he'd be in their fucking camps, wouldn't he? <laughs> their fucking Scientology cult camps. Scientology. What an arsehole, man. What, um... <clears throat> I, I have a reasonable, reasonably good relationship with my in-laws, but with pre previous um, girlfriends and stuff, I have had like their siblings that I've not got on with, mm-hmm. and obviously it's different when the person's coming to your house. It'd be even more so, really. I like there's been times where I've told the like the brother of my girlfriend to fuck off and just mm. don't get involved with me at all, or I'll totally blank them. And just make them feel small. Do you know what I mean? This guy is it taking depends. liberties. <clears throat> Why is he coming over? Is he coming over to see her? Because you don't have to be there for that. Yeah, you don't have if to be there for that. If he's not going to stay. Yeah. He's taking liberties he's that quite... he's an hour away and he's fucking staying the night every time as well. Yeah. Is he drinking? Because if he's not drinking, mate, you can drive by home. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about the drinking side. No room in the inn. <laughs> 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 and he's taking the full blown piss if he turns up at your house and yeah. gives you attitude and it's your it's your domain yeah. I'd be like mate you ain't coming in you're not coming in lay, lay that fucking lay the law down yeah I love talking to people with Scientology because it's such a crackpot fucking they're the ones that are like an alien's left its dead corpse or something in your body or something in it is that them yeah, yeah so Scientologists believe that you're you're a soul, and the body is just a vessel for your soul, and that you're gonna go and live with the aliens once you're through your like Earth days, fucking doing whatever. It's a load of shit, and then um, it's made up, but it? it's written like a book. It's made up by this guy called like something Hubbard. I can't remember what his real if first name is Hubbard. <laughs> And uh, this geezer <laughs> was the biggest um, science fiction writer. Yeah, that was it, yeah. Like, in history. Like, he's got thousands and thousands of science fiction books. Fucking, I thought you were making up Hubbard. It's like Ron L.J. Hubbard. Hubbard or something. Yeah, L. Ron Hubbard. L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah, he's like... He was a complete crackpot. He He, he pretended that he was in the army, where he wasn't in the army... There was all kinds of crazy shit that he was doing. He made up the entire story, obviously. But I don't know why people followed him in the first place when he was a science fiction writer then all of a sudden he writes a fucking Bible of Scientology. What the fuck? It's worse than fucking Mormons that the guy found a book in the woods Mm. in the ground and he dug it up. Apparently there are three basic... (coughs) The three basic principles of Scientology. Human beings are immortal... That a person's life experience transcends a single lifetime, and that human beings possess infinite capabilities. That's pretty vague, except the immortality thing, because obviously that's stupid. Yeah. Have you ever yeah. seen the Louis Theroux documentary on Scientology? No, but I've seen the South Park episode. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, um,. He's doing a documentary, and then Scientologists, their way, if you leave Scientology, like the woman from Kings of Queens was a, grew up in Scientology, do you know the wife? All right. 
she left because they started coming after her. They made her go to Florida for three months and was putting her through the ringer because uh, she wrote a report on Tom Cruise being out of control. Oh, he was like the top. He's the top daddy, yeah, wasn't he? Like one of the top guys. Yeah. And then so she left, and they make her life hell on it. Like they follow her around, they stand in the corner screaming at her. As she walks down, like at the road, they will follow her down the road every day, and all this stuff. Even to this day, they're still doing it to her. And um, they were doing that to Louis Ferru. They were they were making a documentary about Louis Ferru, making a documentary about them in it. <laughs> 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 it's definitely worth a watch anyway to see how the, crap um, they are when women give birth in Scientology they're not allowed to make a sound are they I don't know because I remember because Tom Cruise obviously I was saying Tom Cruise his wife had to do it and she had to give birth like naturally and not she wasn't allowed to make any sound how the fuck do you do that spent on it that little fucking midget looming over here it's just turned into a Scientology bashing. Yeah, if well, if the geese, if your if your brother-in-law is in love with Scientology and all this shit, then he's obviously not right in the head anyway, is he? So, no, they they get you in and they get you to hold the metal, yeah, cans things, didn't they? Yeah, and then it just basically goes like that. Yeah. Like whack back and forth, and like, mm, your toxins are very high. Give us a hundred pound, and we'll sort them out for you. And that's why uh, Tom Cruise is like one of the top guys in the fucking. Yeah, because he can pay for it. Because he pays for it. Yeah. Hey, like I've got their view on toxins and purification. The purification rundown is a controversial defox de- detoxification program used by the church as an introductory service. It features high-dose dietary supplements and extended time in a sauna up to five hours a day for five weeks. The church claims it is the only effective way of dealing with the long-term effects of drug abuse and toxic exposure. That's another thing as well. When I was listening to that podcast about... The woman from Kings of Queens. I can't remember what her name is now. She said that they have to go every day, innit? To the church? Hmm. That's mental. Every single day they have to go. And they're not allowed to drink within 24 hours of going to the church. So you're not allowed to drink at all. And if you miss, like, a day... Say if you go on a holiday. If you miss them days, you've got to make them hours up. <laughs> fucking hell. It's like a fucking job. There's so much on their Wikipedia thing that I can't even... It all just seems funny. Oh, look. Hubbard in hiding death and aftermath. <laughs> Reactivated mind. Traumatic memories. Emotional tone scale and survival. That sounds interesting. What's that? <laughs> Scientology uses an emotional classification system called the tone scale. The tone scale is a tool used in auditing. Scientologists maintain that knowing a person's place on the scale makes it easier to predict his or her actions and assists it better in his or her condition. Oh, that's that thing they must be holding when they go in. That metal thing. Fucking ridiculous. 
I'll just get you to uh, hold a can of beer, Jamie, and then I'll tell you about how, how much money you have to send me. What I don't get with it, it's like with any cult. Like the, they they must prey on like really vulnerable people because who the fuck get and then like they trap your entire family in it and then you don't leave because you don't want to leave your family. Yeah, just like who is I would never be talked into being in a cult. That's what they said to Tom Cruise, didn't they? When he was like, "Oh, I don't want to be in it anymore," and they were like, "Well, you can't see your daughter then." Mm. Is it daughter, son, whatever? And he's like, "What?" So yeah, he's. I don't know if he's actually still in it. Let me. I think he is. Yeah, but he was because he she wasn't see him. Is Tom Cruise still a crackpot? <laughs> I know John Travolta is. He's got some kind of status in the church where he's allowed to kill anyone, and they have to f- sort it out for him. Cruz is an outspoken advocate for the Church of Scientology, which he credits with helping him overcome dyslexia. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone think that sentence is as weird as it sounded? <laughs> what a hard life he's had if he's had to get over dyslexia, for fuck's sake. Oh, yeah, I know what I mean. One of the probably the richest fucking actors in the world. Oh my god, dyslexia. Fucking prick. Fucking dickhead. Midget. I know, I've watched the... They did like the war ceremony where they gave him like a huge gold medal, wasn't it? Or something. What, that he paid for? Probably. He probably paid for the entire <laughs> event. Because <laughs> he's best friends with David McFackish McFa- or something. McFav... I keep going, Joe, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're stuck in a loop. <laughs> it was like in Westworld when the fucking robots start fucking ticking over, innit? Um, <laughs> next, I can't know. Whatever, whoever the leader is of fucking Scientology, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like best friends with him. David McFackage. <laughs> I can't say. Fackage. <laughs> it's not Fackage. <laughs> David grab his package. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to look that. Hang on. This is what I mean. Like, if he if he's so into Scientology, the easiest way to get him out of his house is just take the piss. And I'm telling you, if you're Scottish, man, that'd be easy, man. Just rip into that guy, make it so he's it's sort of sit down. Tear him a fucking new one. David McScav. David. <laughs> You still can't say it. David <laughs> David Mc David uh, David Miscavige that's it <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to put the name up on the screen so people can see it for themselves <laughs> yeah but yeah uh, going back to the question don't let him take the piss in your house no. It's your house. Um, he's a guest. At, at the end of the day, if he's giving you attitude, take him aside when your missus ain't about and threaten him. <laughs> In a very Scottish way. <laughs> Just like, if you carry on, I'm going to lock you in the fucking, like, downstairs toilet or something and leave you, well, go on holiday and let you starve in there or something. I think he says about, I love my girlfriend. I don't, I mean... It's the same with, like, you can't pick family, right? Mm. Like, loving your girlfriend doesn't affect you having a friendship with 
her brother or whatever. No, exactly. Yeah, I mean, exactly. So, and if you spoke to her about it, she obviously knows. So, yeah, just say to her, look, if he fucking speaks to me like that again, I'm gonna have to put him in his place. Everyone's got people in their family that they don't like, and it's yeah. just about dealing with them. Like it, like I, there's a few people in my extended family that. I wouldn't want around my mum's house if I'm there or whatever. Oh, yeah. But uh, you just deal with it and just... But they know, yeah. they know because I'm pretty... I'll be, My advice would be pretty bad on this one is I, would, I wouldn't take any shit off anyone. If, if, I, if, I did, if they were giving me shit in my house, that'd be it. And they'd be yeah. out. Oh, yeah, especially if it's your house. You know what I mean? You come home to relax and... Whatever, and he's sitting there giving you fucking bullshit. Mm. Nah, nah, not in your own fucking house. Do it somewhere else. Yeah, no, I, I signed the, um, it. I quite enjoy the argument with Son, so I would just fucking play it. But yeah, like I said, it's your fucking house, man. Don't let him fucking come in and Scientology bollocks. Say to him, oh, do you want to get yourself a taxi home? Oh, you can't afford it. Oh, you'd have to walk there, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, fucking prick. I'd just be like, oh, like, oh, can you just come help me out at the front door here? And I'm just like, oh, just out there. And then as he steps out, close the door, <laughs> slam it on his fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, like if if he's coming around to see her, which obviously he is, he's not coming to see you. Just say to her, like, look, I'm going to pop out for a few hours and I'd like it if he's not there when I come back. He still gets to see her. You're being, you're taking yourself out of the situation. Yeah, you know I mean, but it's the liberties that he's taking. He's staying the night and stuff like that. Which nah, you don't. You wouldn't mind someone staying about. the night if, um, like, you get along. Yeah, but if it's like a party as well, like if it's a mm. party and stuff like that, just twice, having someone around your house twice a month is. I don't know about you, but that's a bit much for me. I just yeah, that is. Yeah. I don't want people staying in my house that much. No, I can imagine them visiting, but now get the fuck out. Well, I know. Well, you know, I've got a few mates that completely outstay their fucking welcome, and then like when you've outstayed your welcome in my house, I'll make it very obvious to you. <laughs> I do yeah. not want you in the house anymore. <laughs> I normally just start falling asleep. And then just like sitting there on the fucking own. At one one time, with one of my mates who you do know, I actually physically went and had a bath. I said, right, I'm going for a bath. And I was thinking, this has got to be a fucking hint to like fuck off out of the flat when we li- when I was living in the flat. And I got out of the bath and he's still sitting on my sofa. I was <laughs> thinking, you fucking... <laughs> See, I'm lucky. I don't know many people in Scotland. <laughs> so I just thought, just being the fucking cat, I'm quite happy that way. <laughs> I just, like, old people make me laugh. Like, we went round and saw Charlotte's grandmother the day after we got back from mm. Portugal and she was like we had a good old chat we're sitting there for two three hours and then when she's had enough she just, she can get away with just saying right I've had enough now if you want to go <laughs> it's the best way to be isn't it yeah and my granddad used to do that to us as well he'd be like right get in the car then that's it you're done <laughs> and we'd be like granddad we've only just got here he was like yeah I'm tired I'm going to bed fair play to him my mind's Flatlined. I don't know if you can tell that in my face. My um, mind's telling me no. Yeah. But my body. 
Nobody's gonna be here. <laughs> we haven't really given much advice in this one because it just feels like we're like telling you to beat the fuck out of him. Try and be as amicable as possible, obviously, to try and like save your missus's uh, um, feelings. But sometimes dickheads just need to be put in their place and. As yeah. soon as I read that email, I said I texted Dan and I said, "This guy's taking the full on piss out of you," and that's what he I think he is. Could be testing the boundaries, you know what I mean? Yeah, like because she's just she's only been in there six months, mm. so he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna see how long." Some people are like, "Oh, we want to see how much uh, I can push you until you snap." Yeah, and you wig out. You know what I mean? And then he'd be like, "Oh, he's not good enough for fuck this and fuck that." But they've been together three years. You know what I mean? And obviously it hadn't been an issue before that, probably because he didn't spend much time around this person. Yeah, yeah. But, but you know I mean, he's actively got to choose to uh, go over there. Mm. You know what I mean? Some people just like to be in awkward situations, don't they? The thing is, if he's... He might just be, like, one of these, like, little spoiled brats that doesn't even he's not even thinking about you and upsetting you but he's making you feel awkward in your own home but he he's his attitude is he's seen his sister and you're just something that's in the way yeah you make him sound like a a gay best friend now (laughs) (laughs) i just i just think he's taking absolute piss this guy i just i couldn't believe it when i read it to be honest yeah yeah he's a bit of a crazy fucking Especially for the Scientology thing. Eight weeks as well. Eight weeks is the sweet spot, isn't it? Like, they're full in deep by eight weeks. And that's all they want to fucking talk about. They want everyone else to do the same fucking thing. And it's just like, eight weeks. I've known known people that have fucking done a lot less than eight weeks and not even said nothing to you. Do you know what I mean? It's just... Yeah. In two weeks' time, you'll probably be out of it, and you'll probably be signed up to some other bullshit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, I'm pretty sure the only Scientology place is in Edinburgh, so you would have to have gone all the way there to fucking. Well, maybe he does it because he did say this from Scotland, didn't they? Well, he said lock. So yeah, I assumed. Yeah, um... it's hard to get away from the just taking him out and like paddling him. <laughs> <laughs> If you've got a group of friends, you could, uh, what's that, feel? full metal jacket him, hold him down, and then like beat him with socks full of with uh, soap. They've got soap <laughs> and socks, don't they? What you could do <laughs> is um, get engaged to your missus, take him on your stag do, and do elaborately kill him on your stag do, and then... Uh... Oh, I thought you were going to say get him drunk, strip him naked, and tie him somewhere and leave him. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could do that, yeah. And just make sure it's fatal so they don't come back. <laughs> it's like a hangover thing. Have you seen him? Uh, no. No, no, I haven't seen him. I'm like, who? Could have been anywhere. Oh, I'm so hungover. Who are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Or take him to Portugal, where that fucking Rottweiler is, and let him out of the car. Go for a Nessie. She'll sort them out. Yeah. <laughs> so I was on my phone the other day, mm. 
And I saw a thing, because you know what, we were talking about how uh, Spain are making it so all-inclusive doesn't mean all-inclusive now. Yeah. Yeah. So they're now going to step further, and it says, um, Spanish authorities may want to see the visitors form from abroad can fund their trips at a rate of £85 per day. The financial requirements may go even further, meaning tourists may have to at least £900 in funds alongside a return ticket as proof of accommodation. So they're basically, you're going to get there and they're going to be like, how much money have you got on you? What the fuck are they talking about? They want to make sure that you can afford, you can spend money, basically. They want to make sure you can spend money while you're here. So That's they want to make sure that you've got £85 a day. So if you're there for like two weeks, you know what I mean? Or one week or two weeks, they want to make sure you can pay for everything. And then they even go further to want to know your return ticket and stuff like that. What's this? I'm here on holiday. You can't, it's rude. you can't ask people how much money they got. Yeah, I know. Show us your bank account. How are you going to prove it? You're going to make them take out the money from their fucking pocket? That's fucking bad, man. Yeah, so not only are you not getting as much alcohol and food as you well the food sorry alcohol as you want because all inclusives are more expensive anyway you've now got to take 600 fucking euros on holiday with you just in case they ask you is that an actual thing they're going to do is that actually in stone as far as I'm aware yeah it, it was put on the 25th of July is that just Spain it says Spain yeah fuck Spain then I, like I'm not going back if if they yeah, if they that's what people are saying. Well, I, I would have that money anyway. But who is what is Pedro going to come up to me and go? Oh, mate, let me have a look in your wallet. Fuck off, Pedro. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean, the security's not going to let you in. You're like, well, you're going to pay my fucking flight home. I'm like, mate. Yeah, but that's the point. If you go in inclusive, you don't need to take money with you because where are you going to go? Who the fuck goes to Spain without return drink? flight anyway? <laughs> Well, there's that, yeah. Who wants to fucking stay there? But I'm not going to take £600 of fucking Spain. No. Yeah, I mean. The whole point of all-inclusive is you don't spend too much money when you're in the hotel. Who spends £85 a day in Spain? You could easily do it if you were paying for meals every day. But Yeah, if you weren't going all-inclusive yeah. and stuff like that. But I wouldn't. I'd be trying to spend as little as possible on a fucking holiday. Yeah, you know I mean. I just thought that was mental. £85 worth of ice cream a day. That's the only assertive, isn't it? They're going to be like, you're going to need to spend £85. Like, we want to see receipts of you spending £85. It's because their economy is so fucking shit. Yeah. When I was in Malaga uh, in March, I think I I brought, like, it was a three day trip, like, with the lads. I think I brought 400 euros. I spent 120 and brought back the rest. And that was 100% on alcohol. And then I paid for a burger once and that was it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So if they said to me, oh, you need £85 a day, that just ain't going to happen. I was drinking all day and I only spent that much money. See, when you, um, if you go to like Canada and stuff like that, they have a similar thing, but they don't ask to see or anything. They just because Canada's quite expensive. Mm. So like when you first go, you have to go for like immigration, and they say like, "Ah, oh, do you know that Canada's one of the most expensive?" Blah blah blah. And if you you see, they'd be like, "Oh, how much? 
have you brought with you or how much do you expend, expect to spend in your stay here? Mm. Just to make sure that you're not going to end up knackered and... Like a bum on the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to make sure that you've covered yourself, to mm. make you aware. Not like that. That seems really intrusive. Like, this is how much you need per day. If you come in here for two weeks, this is how much you need for two weeks. And, you know what I mean? What are you going to do if I turn up and I haven't got that? You're going through security and there's a geezer like checking your wallet. Fuck off. Yeah, just, pull your wallet out, mate. Pull it out. <sighs> oh, thanks for that. That's a five five euro tip. Yeah, I don't mind that. I'll get so angry. I'm by the, like by the time you're through the airports and everything. Anyway, you're done. You don't want to do anything. You don't want to speak to anyone. You just want yeah. to get to your hotel and chill out. Yeah. And then there'll be some fella saying, "Let me just check your how much money you bring with you." Fuck off. I reckon they'll do it before you get on the plane. Because how are you going to stop them when they come? Like It's not going to be a guy stopping you once you get off. I bet it'd be before. Like They'll get the uh, stewardesses and that to do it. The thing is, like flying this year, I've flown twice this year. Three times this year, yeah. And it's possibly the worst time ever to fly. Like The airports are understaffed. The EasyJet are understaffed. There's just not enough staff to cover all of the bases that they need to cover. Yeah. Like the planes are under like um like the food trays and stuff are, are not filled up how they should be. And they said at the beginning of every flight, we don't have everything that's on the menu and that's purely down to the lack of staff being able to fill up the aeroplanes. And then they're gonna add more jobs in when they ain't got enough people to cover the jobs they got already. Don't make no yeah. sense. No. Don't make no fucking sense to me. I can imagine it not going ahead because everyone's going to be like... Because there's so many people that are saying, well, fuck them then. There's other places we can go. But then, but it's all because of Brexit because we're now one of the most hated countries in the world because of it, aren't we? So, like, what's it going to... How many other countries are going to follow suit just to punish us? I think Spain's always had a bit of a bee in its bonnet about us anyway. Yeah, but so is France. We, France we, get, we go the over biggest. there and... The English people show themselves up every fucking time, and <laughs> yeah, <they do. laughs> you can see in the airports they've had enough of English people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But um, I just wouldn't go back there. Like, there's so many other places you can go: Croatia, Turkey, Portugal. There's loads of other European countries that you can go to that have just as nice beaches and just as nice and just as cheap, mm. and the flights are not much longer. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I just I, fucking, I couldn't believe it when I fucking saw it. That's a good like, warning, nah. Dan. Because if I was fucking on the going to like Tenerife or something, and they did that to me, I'd be like, no, ain't having Yeah, let me just skip all over to the ATM. And I just, how much do you want me to take out? Oh yeah, that's not a problem. I've got that. And I you fucking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I got charged twenty four quid for bit, having two kilos over on my fucking bag on the way out there. Oh, did you? Yeah. So if they tried to charge me 24 quid for fucking um, not having enough money on me, can you imagine they charge you for not having enough money on you? That's what would probably happen. It'd be like, I ain't got enough money and you want to take more money off me. Yeah. Oh, it ain't going to solve, is it? Well, that's a £100 fine, sir, because you don't have enough money. <laughs> oh, thanks for that. I'm going to have even less money now, Pedro, you fucking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a fucking nice tip for you, isn't it, you fucking ball bag? And what about nah. all them people that go on holiday and they've, like, struggled all year, they've booked a holiday in, 
and they haven't really got enough money, but they're just going to stay in the hotel in an all-inclusive hotel and like relax by the pool and eat the food and drink that they've already paid for. Yeah. And then they're getting stopped at the airport because they have like less money than they should have in their bank account because they don't earn enough. That's what I mean. Like, if I booked all inclusive, I wouldn't take nothing. I might take like fifty euros in case something fucks up. Mm. I need to get something. Or like, yeah, you know I mean, but if I'm going all inclusive, I'm staying in that fucking hotel. I ain't going nowhere. I'm sitting by that pool. And a lot of people do. Like, I've I've do all inclusive a lot of the time, and a lot of people do not leave the hotel yeah. at all. I tend to. Has go no one out ever quite seen Benadorm? <laughs> huh? Has no one seen Benadorm? the whole fucking show is filmed at the one hotel (laughs) they ain't leaving shit it is bad though like if they went ahead with that that would would straight off I'll be like right okay Spain's done for me then yeah I've done it enough times I'm not going to miss anything I don't really travel anyway so it's no off my back but fucking hell the only place I go to is Canada Mm. I mean but another joy of Brexit for us. It's all right. So I right, for for the list <coughs> for the listeners. Uh, for, <coughs> what's going on with me today? <laughs> <laughs> for the listeners, I've just sent down a video of the Saudi, the new Saudi Arabian city that's been a concept built as we speak. I think it's going to be. I think they give it five years or something to be build the whole thing. Um, and it's essentially like Divergent meets Snowpiercer. It's like a, a hu- they call it the line, and yeah. it's like a huge city where it's it's divvied into like blocks of like economical wealth by the looks of it as well. Yeah, like it looks like there's gonna be poor bits and thing bits, and it's like it's, how long is it? The line? It's like seventy four miles long or something. I don't know. It said that you could get end to end in twenty minutes. End to end in twenty minutes, and there's going to be an, enough room for nine million people. Nine million, yeah. And no need for cars, so it's zero carbon footprint. Yeah. Nah. It looks all snazzy, but it's literally like one of them dystopian type films, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But you got like the fucking god knows how many feet tall mirrors. One, not even one day, them things are dirty as fuck. Who's going to fucking clean them? That's true. And they're saying it will take up less footprint, physical footprint, because it's all condensed into this one area. And they're basically living in a skyscraper, like a long skyscraper. Condensed. No one likes to hear that word, condensed. Exactly. Who wants to live like that? Right now, I heard on the radio this morning, people are disgusted... Because we have no space for the Ukrainian refugees that we put them on a on a uh, cruise ship. Oh, really? On the on the coast? Not it's not in the middle of the sea. It's it's docked. So they're they're right now on a cruise ship, mm. and it's disgusting. How is it disgusting? You you're on a cruise ship. Oh yeah, there's no entertainment or anything like that. But you're not in a war torn country. You're in a fucking cruise ship with your own room. Exactly. And and it's like disgusting, you know what I mean? But I don't see the. They've been you know, they've been taken fucking... away from the war. It's not disgusting if they're being looked after, is it? Yeah. So you got like so all these this nice fancy yacht with all these people on it, and then they're gonna get this fucking long line of 
condensed boxes that you're going to live in. You think if they're not going to accept a cruise ship, you think they're going to accept a fucking con- shipping container. Mm. That's what they are. The picture is shipping containers inside this fucking tube. Nah. Fucking ridiculous. Slamming. And I ain't visiting that. Are you going to have any tourists? Where are you going to get your money from? Exactly. Where's the airport? You're going to land an airport on top of this fucking line? What are you going to do? How are you going to train the airline fucking pilots to land on this fucking... <laughs> They'll be blinded by the glare from the mirrors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can you see us? Yeah, I can't see anything else. I think that's you. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> nah. I'll put no, I'll put no, the video no. up on the socials when this when this episode comes out, so then they know what we're talking about. Right. So on that note, um, we've gone a bit longer than we normally do, so uh, we'll we'll leave it there. Um, if you want to send us any uh, feedback, another thing we got feedback from one of the people that we know, like a friend of the of me and Dan. Um, to of an, like an idea for a new segment, so we'll probably be starting that segment next week as well. Will we? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Really you got any ideas for the show? Or... Like day without discussing. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you've got any ideas for the show or any feedback for us, uh, send it to two men no hope at gmail dot com, and I'll pass it over to you, Dan. We still haven't got a name for this section, and uh, <laughs> names and aren't really bumming too. me out. I was trying to think of one today, and I was thinking of the um, the talented no hopers. But then I was like, that's just contradicting itself, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you can't have talent and be no a no hope at the same time. Anyway, so we have a really good one uh, this week, and they're a UK band, and they're called uh, Undercover Pangolin. I don't know if I've said that wrong, and my apologies. But I actually was like, that word doesn't sound messed, uh, made up. So I googled it, as I'm doing now. And a pangolin, sometimes known as a scaly anteater, are mammals of the other, yeah, like anteaters. They're like, they look like they're from bloody Game of Thrones. I'll put a picture up in the, in the YouTube video so you can see it. But, um,. Yeah, so that was not made up, surprisingly enough. But they say uh, they're a five-piece band, alternative band from Norwich. Um, they bring in liveliness and individuality to their music, a combination of many different influences from each of the members, allowing the band to freely experiment with elements of branching genres such as funk bass lines, metal-style drums, and pop vocals. They are a, an all-rounded band. They, their sound's really good and the singer's really good Yeah. and as soon as we heard it I sent it to Jamie and I was like mate we've got to put this in today's episode so I really hope you made it to this bit and really hope you enjoy it they have a Facebook Instagram YouTube TikTok and Spotify which will always be on our socials and we'll link them in descriptions so you'll be able to find them and the song is their new, al- uh, new album new single they brought out called X which is what we'll be playing for you so this is Undercover Pangolin with X. Mm-hmm. 